welcome to the Pig and Whistle Tales from Azeroth. As always here at the Pig and Whistle Inn in Stormwind, I go through a variety of subjects with regards to World of Warcraft. I grab a bottle or a pint, sit back and enjoy. Today we're going to be going over Wrath of the Lich King once again, but we're going to be looking at the pre-patch that has been released and has a release date. And we're also going to be looking at sort of the beta and where they are in that stage. But as always, we do have the weekly news for you. So the weekly uh, retail news are as follows. The world bosses for this week are Mortanis, Morgeth and Antros. Mortanis being located in Maldraxxus, that's the one. Morgeth being in the Moor and Antros in Zerif Mortis. Antros being the fated uh, world boss for this week, as well as the fated raid being Sepulchre of the First Ones. The uh, event for this week is Legion Time Walking, as well as the enlisted bonus for PvPers. So you get extra honour as well as a little bit extra conquest for your arenas, your battlegrounds, and stuff like that. And you also have Legion Time Walking, where you can spend your Time Walking badges, do your Mage Tower if you wish. You know, you can do many different things. But there's definitely a lot of goodies to get with your time walking badges. The mythic affixes for this week are bolstering, explosive, tyrannical and shrouded. Bolstering is when a mob dies, it will empower the others with a 20% damage and health boost for 30 seconds, I believe. So either kill them all very quickly and all at the same time, or just don't pull that many uh, mobs if you don't have that greater AoE. Explosive, make sure these die very quickly. If one is to detonate, make sure you're LOS of it or you help your healer recover afterwards because these do really hurt and you do not want any of these uh, being popped. Tyrannical is uh, uh, also on this week. This is very much for the bosses. Make sure you got more, a little bit more single target. So the bosses will have... Uh, and uh, the minions that they spawn will have increased damage and health. And as always, it is season four still. So shrouded is our seasonal affix. This is once again where a uh, dreadlord will be hidden in amongst all of the different uh, mobs throughout the dungeon. Killing this dreadlord will give you a bit more, uh, a bit of stats. That's very simple. The brawl for this week is Temple of Hot Mogu. So two orbs, I believe. And you can throw the orbs to each other and, you know, it's not too bad. It's very quick uh, compared to the original temple of uh, Kotmogu. Uh, what is it? Battleground. So it's not too bad. And obviously with the enlisted bonus, you get a lot more XP, no, not XP, sorry, uh, honor and conquest for the week. The uh, spell that we're going to be looking at this week and the history of it is Innovate. So Innovate was originally in World of Warcraft, uh, like through Classic, all the way to the current game now. And this is how it has changed throughout the years. So in uh, 2006, patch 1.1, it got its first change. And this was, this spell is now a base ability for all druids. It is trainable at level 40. Any druid who formerly had the Innovate talent now has the Swiftmen talent instead and uh, Innovate was a level, or you had to have 31 points in the Restoration Tree to get it. And Innovate was just so good, I would imagine, that you had to go into it. 
so this was obviously switched with Swift Mend and they gave Restoration Druid Swift Mend, which makes sense. Burning Crusade, Innovate moved it to the Balance Tree, making it castable while in Moonkin form, which is very, very good. Uh, we all love them sort of quality of life changes for Boomkins. Patch 3.1 in 2009, the spell no longer costs mana, which, you know, is very good because there are times where you actually run out of mana and you cannot cast Innovate. So it's a bit detrimental to just stand there for about five seconds, get a little tick of mana and then Innovate. It's uh, it's not fun. The next uh, uh, change, it came in patch 3.1.2, so a very small patch about a month later. This ability has been redesigned to grant 450% of the Casting Druid's base mana pool uh, to the target over 20 seconds. It was uh, previously based on Spirit. This is a, this was a really good change. This was the start of a really good change for Innovate. It made it very, very useful. The next change came in 3.2 uh, a few months later. Its duration has been reduced to 10 seconds. The cooldown reduced to 3 minutes. Uh, this means with each use of Innovate will give half as much mana as before, but obviously uh, it will be available twice as often, so it's a more spammable ability, kind of like um, Celestial Alignment in Retail. Uh, it's that sort of cooldown. It's not too bad, not too bad. Then in Cataclysm, patch 4.2, two years later, now grants an ally target 5% of his or her maximum mana over 10 seconds but still grants 20% of the druid's maximum mana over 20 or over 10 seconds when self-casted. So this meant that it was more of a I will cast it on myself type of thing more than you would give it to uh, any sort of friendly target, which is definitely not the way that they kept this. In Mesa Pandaria, it saw its next change a year later, patch 5.0. It now causes the target to regenerate 10% of the caster's mana instead of 5% of the target's mana. Additional self-mana regeneration reduced from 15 to 10%. So, again, it kind of got nerfed. It wasn't great, and it's a set amount of mana. It isn't uh, specifically, you know, based on a mana pool, which, you know, doesn't necessarily mean it's much. It doesn't really necessarily give it much impact as it did in the previous uh, iterations of it. Uh, patch 5.4 was the next change. This was a year later. It now restores mana based off the druid spirit. So it went back to, again, another spirit-related um, spell. It is another spirit-related spell. And then it was just removed. A year later, in Warlords of Draenor, it was gone. It was absolutely gone. But two years after that, when Legion hit, it was re-added and redesigned. It now allows a, a friendly target to cast spells without spending mana for 10 seconds. This is the way that it stayed through all of Legion, Battle for Azeroth and Shadowlands. And I think this is the best way that it can uh, stay, in my opinion, because in a PvP setting, having anything that regenerates your mana is very good. Whereas this makes it more of a cooldown that you can use at a good time in order to get your healer to expend no mana at all in like a really high uh you know mana sort of intensive fight uh burst window it's very good to use it within this sort of uh area of the map or game purely on the fact that you can save a lot of mana in doing so and oom the other team at the same time 
if they don't have a druid of their own. So that is Innovate in a nutshell. It's gone through a lot of iterations. I quite like the Wrath version, where it's based off of like the druid's base mana pool and stuff, and you can sort of you know, play around with it. You can have a bit more mana to give uh, Innovate a bit more of a purpose. You can have less mana, therefore it's not as big of a cooldown, etc. But, you know, it's 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 there. It's there, at least. And it is back in the game, and it is a very much a staple point of uh, uh, Druids as a whole Innovate. So l- having it removed in Waters of Draenor isn't the best. It's... You know, it's class diversity. It's a very unique spell for druids. So we will start off with the beta and currently what they're looking at doing, what they've fixed and what's happened in the beta. And then we will obviously be going on to the pre-patch when that releases and stuff like that. So the beta test release build, uh, the latest one came out on the 17th of August. And this is the build for uh, 45166. This is what the build is. So they're testing uh, Wintergrass now. It's available for testing. The zone is open for exploration. When we initialized the instanced battleground, it will support up to 120 players from each faction. Uh, We may lower the capacity for testing purposes, obviously. Uh, They'll probably increase it as and when the release date gets closer and closer. Strand of the Ancients is now available for testing as well. Strand of the Ancients not being in World of Warcraft since, I think, Legion time. Yeah, I think it was um, taken out around Wall of the Drain, or I think there was a lot of pruning um, around that sort of, you know, lifespan of World of Warcraft because you had the level squish and everything as well, or the first level squish, I believe. No, the first one came in Battle for Azeroth? Oh my god, I can't remember. <laughs> no, new models came in Warlords of Draenor. Yeah, the first level squish came in um, Battle for Azeroth as you were level 120 when Legion dropped. So the Ring of Valor, the Orgrimmar Arena, is now available uh, for testing as well. This one was the very controversial arena because um, where you spawned in the arena was very close to the uh, opposition opposition. So essentially, getting a stealth was very tough or getting combat was a lot easier. Um, So rogues can get a sap and stuff like that. So ultimately, it can be very detrimental to stealth characters because a death knight can just slap down death and decay immediately on the other team's platform and get a rogue out of stealth. So it's not favourable for those that use stealth and it's got a lot of moving parts. It's got a lot of... um, pieces that move up and down in terms of vertically uh, vertical um hover and stuff like that so it's it's an intriguing arena and i'm quite glad that they haven't pruned it or changed it yet from what i've seen the uh, show low level quest options has been added to the mini map that's always good adjustments have been made to the emblem of heroism quest reward implementations okay not too bad so here are the bug fixes. So fix the bug preventing spells with optional additional effects like fairy fire from being reapplied when the target is affected by certain auras. That seems really weird. <laughs> that seems very weird. Casters are not, uh, yeah, casters are not using the correct glancing blow calculations for attacks. Okay, that can kind of be a bit uh, tough. 
to you know figure out because obviously glancing blow means that you don't deal the max amount of damage but you don't deal no damage at all it's kind of like you uh you go to chop off someone's arm but you miss and you graze them and you've just sliced their arm a little bit that's sort of a grazing blow or glancing blow uh it's not you know a massive like blow to the enemy it's just a little bit of damage you know i'm i'm still here that kind of thing spell animation should no longer play several full loops of the animation before they disappear yeah um i had that kind of problem i'm pretty sure i tested out the beta and i'm pretty sure i had this problem i'm not yes i remember what it was so i was doing the zombie invasion uh where you can get turned into a zombie by other players and you can go infect other people and stuff like that and when i turned into a zombie i had uh dominoes and dominoes doesn't necessarily support on ptr uh getting a different action bar you know like you do when you hop into a vehicle in world of warcraft you get a different action bar um well for combat vehicles i should say yeah so i pressed my number 5 ability which is typhoon and it spammed it it spammed it constantly and it was only until i like reloaded my ui which took a while by the way because obviously it's spamming my ability um so i couldn't just do slash reload it was constantly trying to just press number 5 um yeah that it stopped but i can understand why this is a bit of a problem it's cuz uh, some obviously some spells have a bigger uh loop uh animation loop before they finish so like typhoon it's just very much you put your hands out in front and you push like a tidal wave in front of you and you can do that multiple times it's going to take a bit and take like 5 seconds before the animations are fully over so yeah, it kind of makes sense to get that bug fixed the quest uh, riding the red rocket riding the red uh, riding the rocket propelled warhead into the enemy faction's boat would blow up the boat and provide quest credit it's quite funny i'm not gonna lie that's actually quite funny uh fix the bug preventing uh, players from completing the quest city of light who even wants to do that quest that's um the quest where you get uh, where you talk to Kadgar in Shatrath City and he summons his little blueberry and the blueberry just escorts you around Shatrath City uh, explaining what the city is about, essentially. It's about an eight-minute quest of you just walking around the city with this blueberry. It's not fun, in my opinion. But you need to do it in order to get your allegiance to Aldor or the Scryer's Rep. Let's take a quick break. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomised genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. Uh, fixed or when you accept the emissary or the trident of Nazjan, uh, 
Vija should no longer only cast a riplash blessing on herself. It's quite funny. Now, this is a quest where I would imagine a mob is following you or an NPC is with you as a companion and they're just spamming something on themselves. It's quite cool. Uh, when using the Argent Cannon, your targeting indicator should no longer pop to your feet at a higher angle than intended. Okay. You should no longer receive the error, this raid is not yet available when you try entering Blackwing Lair. I'm very confused who's trying to enter Blackwing Lair. Like on a PTR, that's um, that's something. Uh, you should no longer receive... Nope, I just read that one. Fix the bug causing slats to often become invisible. I like that bug. That bug's kind of funny, I'm not going to lie. Harold Winston no longer sells Curator Ring upgrades before the appropriate content phase. That makes sense, obviously. Enchants that provide mana every five seconds, MP5, do now update mana regen on the character info panel. Yeah, displaying inform- information accurately is very good. Removed epic gems that, that should no longer be available until later content phase. Okay, again, makes sense. They can test that at a later date, obviously. And Naxxramas. Instructor Resuvius dying should now despawn the Death Knight understudies in the event of a wipe. Wait, so Instructor Resuvius dying should now despawn Death Knight understudies in the event of a wipe. Okay, so what? The boss was dying, but you had the understudies that hit really hard just still there. So you you had to have someone permanently tank them or you just wipe. I, I quite like that bug. That's quite funny. Death Knights. Death runes should no longer stay active after swapping specs. Okay, that kind of makes sense, yeah. Newly created Death Knights should no longer spam achievements to the other players in the chat window. <laughs> Not funny. Druid, uh, Glyph of Hurricane no longer incorrectly buffs Insect Swarm and debuffs Hurricane. Hunter, Hunters can no longer remove exotic pets from the stable if they are not talented into Beast Mastery. I mean, yeah, that would have been a little bit game-breaking. Uh, Priest, Madaburn should now break fears as expected. Mage, amplifying buffs that increase stats after Molten Armor is already applied should not lower your critical strike chance significantly. Paladin, Greater Blessings of Sanctuary uh, should once again be able to be cast. Wait, you literally can cast your Blessing of Sanctuary. Okay, that's that's pretty detrimental to prop paladins. Warlock fixed an issue where Warlock's Drain Soul channel would incorrectly cancel if a killing blow was dealt to an enemy that was not the original, that was not the target of Drain Soul. That's all Warlocks not getting their soul shards. And Warriors... Slam should now correctly delay auto-attack timers for the duration of Slam's cast time. Who's even using Slam as a warrior? Like, that's that's actually what I want to know. Who's actually using Slam as a warrior? I swear it's very, very niche, and it's kind of a meme build. But oh, well. So, obviously, that's what is in the uh, PTR right now and the beta. So they're really looking at getting everything ready for the release. Obviously, Wintergraft is going to be a big um, thing for that because they're not doing it as a open world event. They're doing it as you need to sign up. But I'm hoping that you can still sign up for it as you fly over the um, the zone. 
because uh, when uh, in Wrath of the Lich King, when it was actually out, when you flew over the zone and the game was about to start or already in progress, you could basically just keep flying in the zone and it would dismount you after a certain amount of time and you would be in that, yeah, you would be in that open world battleground almost, which is really cool. So it means that you have to take a detour around if you don't want to be uh, caught up in the fight. I, I think that keeping it the same would have been better, in my honest opinion, but I can understand why they are doing it, mainly because the uh, faction imbalance on a lot of servers is so heavy. So it makes sense that obviously a 99% alliance server will always have winter grasp and the horde just don't even get a look in on one of the uh, raids essentially. So it makes sense why they're doing it as a sign up. But here we are. So pre-patch, when does it release? What is happening after pre-patch? And uh, yeah, just what's happening around it. So in their official statement, uh, Icy Winds of Northrend have begun their mournful wail, uh, warning the heroes of Aver- Azeroth of their imminent danger of the Lich King and his scourge uh, present to all life, and his under scourge present to all life. Gather your allies, stock up on your supplies, and prepare to face the threat ahead. With the release of Wrath the Lich King pre-patch, players can create their first Death Knight, take up the way, uh, take up the way of the Scribe with the Inscription Profession and experience a host of new system updates. Players in Burning Crusade Classic will get the Joyous Journeys buff to help prepare for the Wrath of the Lich King Classic. This buff will increase your experience gains by 50%. So we get this through pre-patch for Death Knights. You are allowed to have this buff for your Death Knights so that you can prepare them for Northrend. That is really good, and I really like that. That is very good. Well done there, Blizzard. So, the road ahead. Uh, To set you on your path to success, we've laid out the roadmap of the events ahead. 31st of August, pre-patch begins. Uh, This is uh, pre-patch launch and Fresh Realm starts go live during the maintenance. Now, obviously, the uh, pre-patch is the 31st for EU, and I think it's also for Asian countries. Uh, also, like Australia and stuff, get it the next day. Uh, Oceana, I believe it is. But NA will get it on the 30th when they get their weekly reset on the Tuesday, the 30th of August. A week after that, September 2nd or September 6th to the 13th, you have the Zombie Plague event. Mysterious affliction begins to make its way through the capital cities. Players must be vigilant to avoid falling victim to its deadly effects. This is the event where you can turn people into zombies and people can turn you into zombies and there's cleansers all throughout the city. Paladins can cleanse, priests can cleanse as well, stuff like that. It becomes really fun and honestly, it's something that I think you need to experience as just a shit show. Let the zombies run rampant. Don't try and cleanse it. It's only for a week. You have to try and enjoy this because chances are it will never happen again ever now this is the last chance in my honest opinion it might in like 20 years or so again they might re-re classic you know but in my opinion you got to enjoy this week september 13th to launch the scourge invasion event in several locations throughout azeroth 
players must coordinate a defensive stand against the attacking necropolis and defeat scourge forces to gain powerful rewards. Very simple. Uh, it's kind of like the Legion event. It will have like a little skull, I imagine, in one of the zones. You go to that place and you keep the scourge back and you get rewards for it. Very simple. September 20th to October 6th, the Brewfest begins. And this is kind of in the middle of the release. So make sure you do your Brewfest stuff before Wrath of the Lich King launches, in my honest opinion. Because when Wrath launches, you will just want to be in Northrend, you know, getting them levels. September 26th, Wrath of the Lich King launches. It launched at 3pm PTD. I believe that is... I want to say 11am for EU-ish around that time. I might just be completely chatting shit there. But I'm pretty sure I looked it up and that's the number that springs to mind. So I'm going to go with that. That's my gut number that I think. And obviously players are obviously going to log in on that time. October 4th and 5th, the Arena Season 5 begins. Season 5 will begin with uh, uh, the re- weekly reset. And then October 6th, you have Naxxramas, Eye of Eternity, and Obsidian Sanctum are available at once again 3pm at PTD. Naxxramas obviously being the giant necropolis where Kel'Thuzad is. Um, you have obviously the Eye of Eternity, which is in uh, Caldera, the top left of Breen Tundra. This is a, a one-boss raid with Malagos. And Obsidian Sanctum is a four-boss raid, three mini-bosses, um, underneath Wormer's Temple. And, you know, you can get some nice mounts from that as well. But all of them are 10-man or 25-man. I'm not sure if it's heroic or normal, but I'm pretty sure they are releasing with heroic versions as well. But that is it for this week. Thank you all very much for listening, as always. Do check out all the social medias down below. Check out the Twitch, YouTube, absolutely everything. And do share this with your friends, family, whoever might be interested. It will help the uh, podcast greatly, and I'd really appreciate it. Once again, thank you all very much for listening, and go with Valor, friend. Bye, all.